Hello and welcome to another episode of Deep Dive Discography Podcast, the podcast where we talk about a band uh, to the best of our ability all the way through within a time constraint because nobody wants to listen to us talk for three hours as much as Marcus likes to think differently when we talk about System of a Down. Yes. This week, we're talking about Ashton Alexandria, much like last week, where we discussed Fujira. The uh, discography is a little bit too long to handle in one go, so it will be split into two parts. Don't ask me when the next part of either of these bands are coming, because I don't know yet, but I'm sure they're coming. And joining us is the online model, who is also one of the biggest fans of Ashton Alexandria. I wouldn't say she's the only fan. They seem to have quite a few, but joining us today as well is Bella, Chelsea. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello, Bella. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Marcus. Yeah, I'm here too. Thanks for introducing your co-host. You're hey, so magnanimous. You, know you you talked during the beginning, so you you just shut up now. <sighs> okay. I'm Anyways, Marcus, good. how are you? How's your week going? Um, pretty awful. My car died. Um, I'm very upset about it. And then on top of that, I listen to fucking Alex asking Alexandria. <laughs> Didn't help. <laughs> I wow. keyed. I keyed. Oh, that's great. You know what else came out this week? The new Drake and uh, the new Kanye West. That is true. That I did, did actually say that the other day. That did not make me feel any better either. But the new Maiden came out as well. That did not make me feel any better either. It didn't really make me feel any better. And I'm a big Maiden fan yikes oops we're talking uh, about a sumerian band aren't we uh, we're gonna get in trouble we're gonna get yelled at i don't want to get yelled at this is a second sumerian band man no the third holy shit dude we're like on a fucking hot streak shit who is the first who did i miss faceless oh yeah we talked oh, yeah, faceless is sumerian now aren't they yeah they Fuck. sure are sure are skipper when are we talking about smashing pumpkins um I, I actually, yeah, I could talk about Smashing Pumpkins. I, I could. Dig. I'm not doing it. Uh, I, if, if there's any, no, I veto it. I, I, it was a joke. Shut up, Marcus. Oh. Anyways, shit. the reason Bella is here to talk to us, outside of being a really big fan, is actually the fact that she is a really big fan, and uh, she's going to give us a lot of the lowdown on what happened between albums, to the best of her ability, and some insight into songs that she can, and also just talk the way we talk about what she likes and doesn't like so people can also yell at her on the internet and take some of the heat away from me bella do you enjoy when strangers yell at you on the internet not really no <laughs> oh well, i'm hate to say but uh you're Enjoying stepping the into show. the territory where <laughs> the only discourse is yelling at strangers on the internet brilliant i yeah. mean i can't say i'm not used to it but <laughs> oh if only you knew if only you knew. Um, well, how do we begin this conversation? Do you want to give us the lowdown of this yeah. band, Bella? What's the lowdown of the band? How, how does Stand Up and Scream come to be? All right. So, during from like, the very beginning. Uh, well, we ha- we're trying to keep it within an hour. So, <laughs> I mean, I can go brief. I can just, you know. just go brief. Go okay. for it. Go. So, Ben uh, Bruce, he started a band called Ask Alexandra in Dubai. And then that did not go as planned because he moved there with his family when he was younger. That didn't go as planned. So he moved back to England, where he is originally from, and met Danny, who is also from York. 
and they decided to make a band and he could be bothered coming up with a new name. So he just carried on Ask Alexandra. And some people think that it's the same asking as Dubai when it's not. Um, so he made the one in England and then he got everyone else from uh, like Sam and Cameron and all that, and James from England. And then Ben decided to lie to them and said they had a record label and a record deal in America. And he made them all go to America. Then when they got there, he was like, huh, just kidding, guys. I don't. So they had to rent an RV, stay in Walmart parking lots, and then they finally found Joey Sturgis, who agreed to record Stand Up and Scream. You're blowing my mind. I actually had no idea this band originated from Dubai, so to speak. Um, having lived in the Middle East, let me tell you, I have a feeling this wouldn't really fly. No, <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> anyway, that's why I went back to England. <laughs> Ugh, yikes. Yep. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. That he lied to his bandmates. I actually really respect that. <laughs> right? He's like, yeah, no, guys, you got a record deal. Come with me to America. <laughs> Jokes. I don't. <laughs> Just said that to, to me, Joe. Come here. Hey, mom. Can I have some money? At the time, it worked out because my god, this band is fucking enormous. I know. That's a pretty. That's a pretty safe gamble, man. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like that. Those casino odds did not work in his favor, but man. Everybody else should do it now. Everyone else, just like if if your band's having issues, just lie to them, tell them they have a record deal, and go live in America Park in parking yeah, lots all, in America for a little bit. All the Saudi metal and hardcore bands, yeah, please move out of Saudi Arabia. I definitely implore that. All right, so stand up and scream. What'd you think? Yeah, and talk about it. Tell me, tell me how much you uh, love the song names. Well, okay, so my first note. <laughs> is fuck you whore which is a lyric of this album yeah i uh this album fucking sucks dude (laughs) yeah i do not like it i really 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 do not like this for a plethora of reasons and i don't even know where to begin all right Um, let let me be let me start and maybe you can uh, bounce off that um (laughs) i do really like the use of gang vocals in this album Sure. Uh, they're actually used really well. The I feel like the breakdowns pay off quite often. And even like the bits they go into like go either into or out of synthy electronic Nintendo core whatever breakdowns. Um, yeah, like you said, there's constant references to sex and uh, some pretty fucking iconic lyrics like you stupid fucking whore and on your knees. Um, yeah. and there's some uh, some electronic breaks in a lot of the the album and songs. Uh, hiatus, a prophecy, uh, a candlelit dinner with was it Anna Morta? Yeah, Immorta. That's how I say it. I okay, Anna Morta. Yeah, um, I, I hate the synth on this. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my note here says abandon all ships. Level of cringe. As Danny yeah, dude, says, was... abandon all shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i also wrote in all caps i must have been tired when i wrote it. i just wrote oh my god which i guess is like eh, that's one of the lyrics isn't it like oh yeah. my yeah. god da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, i uh um i uh, don't <laughs> like the riffs i think the gutturals kind of blow <laughs> i think 
this is the worst version of this sound i yeah dude i fuck man this is a slog dude i listened to this like i could only get through it twice all the way through and then like a third time i just kind of like played a little bit of each track and i was like yeah i don't get it i don't get what the kids are into i uh remember when this was relevant i I remember when this came out and it took the world by storm and it blew the fuck up and so like this band's always been in my peripherals for many many eons apparently but I, I kind of forgot what they sounded like. So when you pitched the idea of like, hey, let's talk about Asking Alexandria, I was like, well, okay, I'll get to see what the hubbub's about. Like, you know, they're, they're culturally relevant. Like, sounds like a good time. What could possibly go wrong? Well, you're clearly in the minority, given the fact that you have songs <laughs> like Not the American Average sitting at 60 million streams on Spotify. Man. Final episode sitting at 42 million. A Prophecy sitting at 26 million. Yep. That's those are insane numbers, even compared to some of the bands we have discussed already. Yeah. Yeah, dude, they're uh they're they're monumental. Yeah. Jesus. But uh yeah, I mean this album has its ups and downs. Like it is really the singles that stick out a lot more than most of the other songs. Like I can basically tell you the riffs off of, you know. The, the three songs I just named because they are yeah. all they are all singles but you know I couldn't tell you any of the riffs off uh nobody don't nobody don't dance no more or uh you if you can't ride two horses at once you should get out of the circus that's a pretty funny song title I'll give him credit where it's due <laughs> yeah like here's uh, how about thing, I used uh... to have a best friend but then he then he gave me an STD yeah yeah that's that's the thing that happened um I- like yeah they're just metalcore song names like that era of metalcore song yeah names. that's gonna say very very uh of its time this yeah. screams 2009 like it's literally the most 2009 thing ever it made me just want to put on like those kanye west glasses and fucking listen to lmfao and bust out my purple skinny jeans and but you went all I, out in 2009 <laughs> No, I don't. I never actually wore purple skinny jeans. I did. Full disclosure. That's, that's the only part that you didn't do. Eh? <laughs> yeah, LMFAO, pretty cool. We should talk about them at some point. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll oh, no. be our next episode. LMFAO. Here's a, here's the thing, right? I, I know you said this album has ups and downs. I respectfully disagree. I think this album is very consistent. <laughs> I think every track is equally bad. Here's the thing, man. It's like, I I respect that people like it. I'll never make fun of you for liking Asking Alexandria or even this album. I will, however, say I, I don't get it. <laughs> I just super don't get it. I guess it was novel for the time, you know, like it's like you wouldn't want to make an album like this in the modern climate. I think it would just blow over really poorly. I don't know. I think you're just old. I'm not that old. I think you're just I'm old. young enough to be a to be a young lad when this came out. But you're you you're old enough to jizz over cynic when we talk about them. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, I, we found the issue. Right. What's what's the issue that I like cynic or? <laughs> yeah, that is that is literally the issue. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, the riffs on here, 
<laughs> they're not that good i don't know i don't even know one of my also one of my notes here says why just that's it why question listen i know dudes. you're having a bad uh, week but come on <laughs> dude this album just <laughs> this, this one didn't work for me man i'm not gonna lie i don't, I don't know i i got nothing. it didn't honestly i was not a fan of this one for a long time either did it grow on you it did how long it ago did. how long ago did it, did it click literally when we started recording or planning for this episode oh that's when it just kind of like you were just like damn i actually like really like this yeah that like yeah. after all that time that's just when this one clicked after seven years of being in a relationship with me yeah <laughs> Wow. That's healthy amount of exposure, you know. I bet Aaron, you're probably seven million of those streams, by the way. Probably. <laughs> I, I am all almost eight million streams of Valerion. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This album sucks. Fuck it. I never <laughs> want to listen to it ever again. Any uh, you know any note from you? Um I just random facts. <laughs> All right, we're well, random yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I can't remember exactly, but Hey There, Mr. Brooks is actually about, this is the plot of a movie. I can't remember exactly what movie it is. I do, I know I knew it at some point, but I can't remember oh, okay. exactly. Okay. It's actually the plot of a movie. And then, not the American average, you know, in the middle where it says 10 inch. Apparently, they were told when they got to America that that's the average penis size of an American. And that's why they yelled 10 inch in that song, because it's not the American average. Oh, so this album has constant references to sex, <laughs> iconic lyrics of it. <laughs> yep, it's very sexual, Yikes. which is weird when you think this 15 year olds are listening to this, but you know, <laughs> but then you remember they're also sleeping on Chris Bush from Mills. I mean, what? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, th- mm-hmm. those are songs. I assume you do not have any favorite songs. No, okay, good, good. <laughs> no, you have I, any favorite no, songs. I, don't no you don't no it's fine probably i don't know a single moment of sincerity and not american average or two you know bella's yeah. really hoping you would just cop my line and say the whole thing yeah yeah marcus has a really bad habit of either either just not liking things or just liking all of it and that's it he, he has no middle ground um yeah i would say a prophecy <laughs> final episode and uh the candlelit dinner yeah. all right moving on uh <laughs> basically Jeez. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about and... the album that I actually loved the most for a longest time. Do you have any notes about Reckless and Relentless? Well, Me or Bella? About... Not you. Why would you have notes? <laughs> I do have notes. notes. For actual notes. Yeah, these ones are actually like, I actually no, like no. this album. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about insane amount of drug use, specifically cocaine and alcoholism. <laughs> Man, I would have never guessed uh, yep, and it's talking about when Danny basically nearly died, which is fun because basically within the the writing of this album, Danny took some time out. He went to LA and he completely overdosed and nearly died, which is a fun time. He's basically like a modern day version of Nikki Six. Yep. <laughs> so that's what this album basically. They wrote it and just was doing a fuck ton of cocaine. All right, Marcus, what salty notes did you write down for this one? I said I actually like this. It's pretty good. Keep wanting to throw my pen. 
No, I think it's I think it's a pretty okay album actually. I think like the songwriting is like substantially better. Um I think like it's I my first note is so much better that it's stupid. <laughs> I think this is <laughs> a considerable jump up because I think like the riffs on here actually go pretty hard for the most part. I think um I, I uh, my note underneath that also says scrubs away the cringe like this album just didn't rub me the wrong way for one reason or another I think the lyrics are still kind of like eh, whatever but I mean it's less about dicks and fucking and I don't really know if I think the whole like oh Croika I'm an alcoholic from England is like any better but you know it's a little bit better than singing about American penis and... <laughs> is it <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, the I don't know, and maybe not. I don't know. Like, I guess knowing the context, actually, like, I'm not that surprised. It's about alcoholism and stuff like that. Like, all these names are pretty much like hinting towards it, like another bottle down. Yeah, that one's pretty on the nose. A lesson Closure, never learned. A lesson never learned. Yeah, yeah. Yep. To the stage, it's like, woe is me. I'm famous. But no, it's <laughs> these songs are pretty okay. I think like there's a lot of really good moments in here. Um. I will ever say, you know that song? It's track six for those keeping score at home. It's called The Dedication. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I think it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this interlude track where it's just like some orchestral music and it's like, what's his face? Fucking, it's just like Danny being like, oh, this new record. And it's, it's just like, you know, like oh, the world and it, it fucking like, and that's literally it. That's the whole track. Yep. That, uh, that Ben Bruce interlude. Yeah, it's weird. It's right? not Ben, is it? No. Oh, who do we got? Uh, it's one of Ben's friends from England. He oh. just sounds similar because he's also from England. That's fair. I assumed yeah. it was Ben the entire time I heard yeah, it. Yeah, everyone always thought it was Ben, and Ben had to come out and be like, "Yo, guys, it ain't actually me." Cool. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, I think all British people sound the same, so you had me <laughs> fooled. Yeah, that's why I've got Ben Bruce on this episode talking about asking yeah, Alexander. I didn't know Ben Bruce had an OnlyFans and his name Bella, but I just learn new stuff every day. Well, but, um... you gotta hide it. You know, they can't. He he can't go out and let everyone know that he's on OnlyFans. I mean, his dick pics out there. So really, yeah. <laughs> Danny, Sam, and Ben all have dick pics on the internet. Yep. Is it any good? Danny's is nice. Don't like good Sam's. You, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Danny for having the nicest dick in the band. That's going wow. for me. Well, there you go, Danny. I hope you're listening. I hope uh, you give us a shout out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so here's the here's the deal, right? I think I forgot. I was remiss to mention that I really like Joey Sturgis's uh, production on that first record. Then there, but I think this one also has an equally tight product production to it. Um, what I noticed on this one is a lot less of the abandon all shipsisms. Yeah. A lot less gang vocals, a lot less 2009 EDM influence. Like there is synthy stuff in here, but I think it's a little bit more um, paced out. It's not so in your face. It, it's, it's like all the time. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah. They definitely so grew maybe... up from the first album. Say it again. I said they definitely grew up a lot in those years where they made the first yeah. album to the second. Yeah, I would agree. This one's a lot more of a matured release. It definitely doesn't sound like kids writing metalcore. Whereas yeah. I think the first one had a very like juvenile sound and maybe to yeah. its charm. I mean, obviously, Donnie was only 18 at that point. So they were literally teenagers. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I think it shows, right? Because it is like, it is like, a thing that I probably should have mentioned to you and that I'm a little bit more clear headed is like that first album is incredibly energetic and it's nice to see that this one actually maintains a lot of that energy and momentum throughout the track listing. I, I think like, I actually do have favorite tracks on here, but I think for the most part, this album is actually rather consistent. I don't really think it suffers from like dramatic, like dips in, you know, heights, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I in, a, in general, I think this album actually has a lot of the heavier songs that Ashing's done. Yeah. Um, my only real issue is the uh, the pacing of flow of the album kind of starts to dissipate a little bit. Um, like, to the stage, pretty heavy song. And then you have that little dedication interlude that you hate. And then someone somewhere. And then Breathless, again, it goes back into a heavy song. I think if you just shove those two elsewhere in the album it would help a lot sure but yeah it, it's mostly just like you could have fucked around with the the track listing a little bit nothing really needs to go it's just shove it in a different place i think it would have been way cooler if they open up the album of dedication it would have made more sense that would have been or so ended much... on dedication yeah I think yeah yeah like it needed to go to one end or the other yeah, yeah it just kind of smacked out in the middle there and it's just i don't <laughs> know it just kind of seems just weird to me yeah that's the thing this is more of an actual like metalcore album right like i guess it's like less i almost said less pop influence but i kind of take that back as it was leaving my mouth this one is very poppy but there is a lot more like straight up like moshier kind of bangers on this one i can imagine this blowing over pretty well live yeah it does did (laughs) but yeah yeah it used to yeah sure yeah yeah um yeah good shit honestly i i think i'd actually like if you put this on at a party i'd be like all right cool yeah this is this is fine any uh, any song notes from you? Um, not Sorry, when you anything. say you, I don't know if you're talking to our lovely guest or if you're talking to your lovely co-host. You have to be more specific. Bella, do you have any song notes specifically? <laughs> <clears throat> not um, as interesting as the last album, no, not really. It's just a lot of these songs are basically just about the exact same thing, just in different ways yeah basically they're all about the exact same thing you know cocaine and drugs and alcohol they're but they're just set out you know <laughs> in that way would you say the entire album is your favorite track dear insanity dear insanity yeah oh damn it i was hoping to say the whole thing <laughs> no i can pick one <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think I, sure. yeah, we're we're not to the part where where that's gonna come out yet. Uh, how about you, Marcus? What are your what's your favorite? Where's your favorite? Who's your favorite? I got I got, I got four I listed here. I said uh, "Dear Insanity," "Breathless," "Reckless," and "Relentless," as well as "Morte de Dabo." Yeah, pretty much all the same ones that I always pick. Yeah, yeah. those are pretty good songs. I'd say I, yeah. I like those songs quite a bit. I throw two of the stage in there. Yeah, that's a good song too. Um, I, Reckless and Relentless does sound very much like a shitty Children of Bodom album name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's go, Bella. What's what are the notes going into uh, the last Danny album 
um, uh, of this episode. Rest yeah, in peace, Danny. So, <laughs> so obviously, in um, the tour of Rex and the Landless, they uh, had an issue with one of their shows in Seattle. The um, Danny got completely fucked up and completely trashed before a show. And he came on the stage and could not perform whatsoever. He ended up trying to punch fans in the crowd. And it was basically a complete shit show. Like fans were very annoyed, angry, etc. Ben, he's obviously the leader of the band. Even though he's a guitarist, he's still the leader. Uh, he's the one that was trying to mop up the mess. So basically his speech is in the uh, first song of this uh, album which is basically like let's get Danny to rehab let's get him you know better and then this album goes into more of the uh, narcotics abuse. I'm addicted to drugs and alcohol yeah like you know white line fever cocaine crazy <laughs> so yeah that's basically the uh, demo on this one cool Marcus how do you like drugs and alcohol <laughs> um <laughs> that's a complicated question i uh i think drugs and alcohol well let me rephrase i think cool drugs are fun cool drugs think, is cocaine an old person drug i don't i don't like cocaine i think cocaine is a dumb drug i think it looks stupid i hate it i uh <laughs> don't like when people are on it and talking to me <laughs> i would probably not like danny because he'd be like like damn dude can you just do like psychedelics instead and open your third eye? What is this fucking party nonsense you're putting up your nose? That's what I would say to Danny. I would just, Good. I would, I would like to do mushrooms if Danny Warshnip is what I'm saying. Warshnip. Well, <laughs> that's his now. name, right? Warshnip. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Worcester Sire Sauce. Um, yeah, dude. He. Uh, this album. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I don't think it's particularly crazy. I don't think it's particularly bad. I, th- I think it's pretty okay. I think uh, this is probably, for me, the point of the band where they just change sounds and styles substantially. I think like this album is half butt rock and half metalcore. Sometimes to its detriment, sometimes to its benefit. I, I am having a hard time kind of like making my mind up about it, you know? Yeah, like this is definitely the change in the sound. Um, definitely where they went rock when I saw them touring for this album. Most the old songs didn't actually even have screams anymore. Danny de- decided he didn't want to do screaming. So really, they, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, that was a Fuck whole thing. Off. That's so. Sucks. So yeah, when you see old songs that are being played, you know, in the same tuning and all that kind of stuff and being played heavy and then you just have singing over it, it's it's a bit weird. Um, yeah, does fuck you whore translate into a <laughs> singing voice? Uh, no. Oh, wow. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. What a dramatic change that has been but i know what you mean though it's like when you when you said that he's basically the metalcore vince neil that's a very apt comparison because like i i get big time motley crew vibe from some of the rock influence on here and very like uh buck cherry kind of influence 
which not really my bag as far as rock music goes i think in here though it's not particularly like grading i think that i mean it makes sense like if you're gonna fuse rock elements with um like a more metal core metallic kind of sound i don't think it would make sense to throw in aerosmith shit <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like i i get it but to me this album very much screams like mayhem festival kind of shit that's exactly where i saw them yeah. so rockstar yeah. energy drink presents asking alexandria and like monster trucks and fucking like guitar hero booths and stuff like that and like yeah, this is when they stop playing more tour yeah yeah oh yeah that would make sense yeah because now it's all like it's all the moms of bootcut jeans and like the bedazzled sunglasses and like seven kids hanging out this album is for people who have a lot of kids (laughs) 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 Uh, children (laughs) yeah i know Yeah, it's interesting to see like the difference in streams for the uh, for the singles and especially moving on, which ended up being a very significant album or song from this album. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, breaking into the 20s and 40s a million for the singles. Oh, yeah. Massive, and then massive release. Obviously, like nine million is still a lot where most of the rest of the album sits, but still. Like it's only half as half as much, if not a quarter as much. Um, yeah, the singles definitely killed it uh, in terms of performance. The rest of the album didn't quite take the same, but I mean, I think that's always the case. Of course, it's interesting well, think, to see uh, Howard Jones is on it. I was going to say, I think it's more so that because of the stylistic change, you're kind of getting more into the singles crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is way really more of, like... Exactly. A, yeah, these are the kind of songs you would hear on, like, Sirius XM radio kind of deal or, like, on a more alternative kind of station. So, like, that's, I think, to be expected. And I mean, I don't mean this in a derogatory sense, but, like, yeah, singles from bands of this style, I like to call playlist fodder because, like, they're always going to be, like, you know, featured on, like, the new workout playlist on Spotify. Or you get to, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Again, no hate. Like, I, I totally get it. They're just playing the game. Like, it's all good. So, I mean, like, I'm not surprised that the singles have considerably uh, more plays than, like, some of the more back catalog. But oddly enough, my favorite track is actually the one of Howard Jones. I think, like, his vocal performance on Until the End is actually, like, really fucking cool. It's like a, that's a really good song, I think, I feel. Also, the least amount of streams. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I, I know like it is, that. too. It is at the end of the album, right? Yeah, but like if you look at uh the death of me, like the rock version, it it right. more than doubles the amount of streams. I'm not surprised, honestly. Which is afterwards, you know. Yeah. But you know what? It's that's more of a playlist kind of tune, though. It is to be, to be fair, fair. Like yeah, so, songs of this genre, I feel live and die off of playlist tracking. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like like I can imagine the rock one, and also that's the thing too because they kind of dabble. Nick, you know, here and there stylistically, it kind of opens them up to be featured in a lot of different places. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I'm not particularly surprised that that's the case. Yeah. Like moving on, you're, you're going to hear on radios, you're going to hear in playlists, whereas you're not going to hear. Yeah. Yeah, mostly yeah. it's it it's kind of like acoustic version of it as well. Yeah. Oh right, right, you're right. It's more sorry, the more yeah. the ballad I should have said. Yeah, it's yeah, the ballad. It's, yeah. yeah. Whereas like obviously on a radio or something, you're not going to hear White Line Fever. 
Yeah. 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 Well, it would be nice. That's an okay song. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was like creature is about the you know weird shit that you see in your head when you're on drugs. Like oh, the that creature inside of me. Yeah. Oh my It's like the creature that's inside of my head and oh, telling me to do all these demons God. and shit. So fucking cringe. <laughs> fucking Christ. I, I get it, man. Like I have a hard time critiquing lyrics, but I think like lyrics by definition are cringe. <laughs> but like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it goes about saying that, like, the instrumentation and the performances gripped me a little bit more. Um, speaking of performances, I, I couldn't help but notice uh, Danny's voice drop like twelve octaves. <laughs> <laughs> he he does not sound like the Danny of yesteryear. That's for sure. Is that because he drank himself to death, or is this, or do you think it's just no. like growing up kind of deal? And basically, he really wanted to go down the more like Molly Prude rock, hair metal-y type vibe. He became really good friends with Sebastian Bach. Yeah, like he really wanted this album to be rock, but obviously Ben is the the main guy, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, you can have some like rock influences on here and whatnot." But yeah, Danny really wanted to completely. He hates like the first album. He literally refuses to listen to it. Refuses to play nice. it. He hates it. Um, That's pretty so cool. He- <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely detests the album but so he really wanted to go for the more rock vibes instead of like the metal core metal he doesn't like metal basically <laughs> so he completely changed her when he was like 18 because i mean he he grew up which is fair like we all do but yeah he completely just wanted to do the whole rock vibe and motley crew and all that type of stuff really <laughs> yeah now, bella i have a i have a bone to pick with you you said some of us grow up i beg to differ i consider myself an elder emo wouldn't you <laughs> that, agree that is the term that he came up with is elder emo <laughs> i didn't come up with it i wish i did it goes around on tiktok a lot uh, uh bella would you consider yourself an elder emo no oh i don't think i'm <laughs> i don't think i'm that old <laughs> No, I'm not that old either, but you know, like, you know, people thought I was going to stop, you know, looking like a fucking kid when I was <laughs> 27, and yet here I am still wearing child's clothing. Yeah. Anyways, um, so how do you feel about the stylistic change since you're a bit more of a diehard compared um, to myself? Well, I liked it to be fair. I mean, I do like the yeah. like Stun of and Scream, like that's, that's my favorite, but I do also really, really like this album as well. Like, I mean, I saw it, it uh, download, well, a few of the songs off of this uh, download festival. And it was it was pretty good live, to be fair. I think it's probably better live today is on album. So. And I got my boob signed. I didn't think. No? no? All right. Well, you still got your boob signed. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Would you, uh, how, how do you feel this stacks up in the grand scheme of their discography, though? Because I checked out some of their later stuff for Shits and Giggles and, uh, oh boy. Oh my god, you might say. Yeah, yeah. What would you say? Like this this kind of rock more. Yeah. What's your I mean, preference? Did you prefer this, this over some this. of their later stuff? Yeah, I think this, definitely. Yeah, this 100%. to me, even though this album's a bit stylistically scatterbrained, it uh it's still pretty focused as far as a cohesive package goes. At least I think so. Like I don't think it's particularly like I don't think the pacing or the style changes within the album really like clash or anything i don't at least i don't think so i feel like some of their later stuff though uh you know a little little less focused yeah yeah like 
I mean, obviously we might get into it at some point, but the the later albums, my biggest issue is every song feels like it wants to be a radio rock song. Whereas this has its couple moments. This has the songs you know were built for the radio. But the rest of the songs that aren't singles feel very... Well, while they don't go into that like super metalcore territory too much anymore, they're still, you know, very heavy songs that you wouldn't hear on the radio. So there's obviously a couple screams on this album. I'm assuming he screams live for this stuff, right? No, no, not anymore. He refuses to scream live at all anymore. Absolutely oh my not. Fucking God, you cannot be fucking me right now. Would you stop uh, referencing the earlier work? He doesn't like it. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. That sucks. Yeah, he does not scream. Wow, that's that is honestly the most rock and roll thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He's the Danish <laughs> trained to a boomer. That's so weird. Basically. I mean, he's How old is he? Now. I gotta look him that's up. Fair. Is he older? 31. 31. It was his birthday yesterday. 31? Oh my god. It was his birthday yesterday. It was. Of fucking course it was. Why wouldn't it have been? Holy shit. Well, yeah, for those who don't know, we record in advance typically. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We say typically. If you look up his birthday, you'll know how far in advance this one was when it comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. Wow. Man, well, that sucks. I can't believe he just turned into an old fucking bastard. <laughs> I can. Oh God, I hate that. Well, anyways, right. yeah. So this album's pretty okay. I have favorite songs. Do you have favorite songs? Uh, I think we all have favorite songs. What's your favorite song, Marcus? Um, "Death of Me" until the end and "Killing You." I thought were pretty cool. Cool, Bella. Uh, "Run Free" and "Break Down the Walls." Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention uh, the production's great on this album too. Yeah, the the production's really really clean. Uh, you can hear everything. Yeah, I would say the death of me. Uh, I do like moving on as much as I'm not a ballads guy. I, I don't normally like ballads, but it is good. Uh, and then, yeah, until the end, I do agree. Cool. Um, the Black. Yeah, okay. So I, I can give some background going into this one, right? Oh, okay. So, because so, I, ca- I called this from the beginning. Okay. Asking to decide that they're, they were going to do the moving on tour. Sure. And I, and I called it. I, I talked to Bella and I was like, watch, moving on tour. Danny's quitting after after this tour. That's ah. it. Sure enough, after the tour, Danny quits. Um, Ashing go through some internal turmoil. Pull on some, where is he from? Russia or Ukraine? Ukraine. He's from Ukraine. Yeah. Okay, pull, pull on this Ukrainian dude named Dennis Stoff. Is that his last Yeah. Name? yeah. Yeah, pulls on this Ukrainian dude, Dennis Stoff, young guy, uh, likes to scream, likes asking, big fan. Um, and then Ben decides to write, and I'm pissed off with Danny because he's a dickhead album. And then Dennis tells him, don't fucking do that. And that's the black. Anything else you would like to add, Bella? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, Ben and Danny were like the closest friends for years and years. Um, Ben felt very betrayed by Danny and he just wanted to let all of his emotions out, which, you know, sometimes you do when, it, when a friend of that long really pisses you off, you get really angry and upset at them because, you know, they're, they're your best friend. But he shouldn't have obviously, you know, just tried to out him so fucking hard on an album. He should have just kind of kept get that to his own self personally oh i forgot to add that uh 
when Danny fucked off, he decided to go make a country album. Oh, was it any good? It actually is. Yeah, yeah it is. It's oh, like okay, well, yeah, interesting. Right it's on. not like arena country, you know, the way it, it's not radio country. It's like yeah. fun country. Danny's Harlot. Harlot was first. Oh yeah, Harlot. Harlot. Uh, we are Harlot was like. Oh okay. So yeah, there's his country stuff, and then yeah, there was We Are Harlot, which is like a glam, like straight up glam rock band yeah. that had Ew. like a scream. <laughs> Yikes, dog. Yeah. yeah. The black. Yeah. So here's the thing about the black. Um, not not a big piece of shit, but I <laughs> I don't know if I really like it. I uh think this one's kind of flawed. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's it's weird. I, I can't really make up my mind about this one. If it's any like consolation though, I think like from Death to Destiny is a like I have more of my mind made up on that one. I think it's pretty okay. Uh the black, I don't really know where i stand on it i think there are riffs and moments that i really like i just don't know if i'm gelling with the more butt rock kind of parts on this album as much i think this one is a little bit uh lame and does not inspire me to do great things in my life that's fair uh my biggest not terrible it's just there very yeah. indifferent i had a hard time getting through it. i listened to it in, in a in a singular sitting and i was like i don't really know i don't really know what's up you know i think i want to convince myself more that i liked it more than i actually do like it um obviously it goes back to the style of asking that i like which was the big bigger thing for me yeah. um like i won't give in obviously people either liked or just really wanted an asking song to listen to because that was the first single off the album and it's sitting at 60 million fucking streams which is yeah. more than moving on and literally every asking fan knows moving on um my biggest issue with the album is the first four songs are all those like i'm pissed off at danny songs and then yeah ben has his little whiny bit in sometimes it ends where he's like yeah i sent it all to dennis and dennis told me to stop being a pussy and then they go into like the rest of the album that's not being pissed off at danny it's like how about you just get rid like okay i won't give in fine i get it like the whole idea with that one was we're going to continue without danny Mm -hmm. that one's not really a piss off at danny it's just like rub it in his face type shit but like come on it's it, it is very self-indulgent the way that they just like we're yeah. mad at Danny and let's make an album about it because it'll sell because everyone like all the asking fans are mad at Danny. I uh I think if you hit the nail on the head by calling this album self-indulgent, it definitely yeah. indulges in thine self like a considerable amount. I think like you know, when I was listening to it, I just couldn't make up my mind about who this is for which isn't necessarily an issue. Like, I'm not saying I have to classify all the music I listen to and, you know, figure out as audience, but I was like, I feel like this is like the dollar store version of an asking Alexandria album that people would consider good. Like, I think it's one of those things where like, if, uh, if I was to, you know, if I, you know, like how TV shows have parody bands that are just like (laughs) there to fill up like an episode B plot. Yeah. If I had to make a Ask Alexandria clone, I would just write the black. <laughs> and That's then fair. it's basically that, but it just 
feels like less confident in itself, feels more melodramatic. Uh, the energy is up, but I think it's faux energy. I guess what I'm trying to say is like this album makes you this album wants you to believe that's very exciting but then i don't remember a single fucking thing that occurred on it and i yeah, listened like, to it and my brain has this big blank spot big blank spot known as asking alexandria's the black like i don't know what happened in those like 47 minutes yeah like just in terms of who it's for it that, that's kind of the issue is it's for asking fans that were mad at danny when Danny left and they just aim to follow it up as quickly as possible with here's an album with a guy who's going to scream. And, you know, all the fans were excited about that. Like Ashley went and played warp tour again after that. Right. Um, played like the heavier songs again with screams and everything. But yeah, I think this album just kind of fell off after that. Hell we saw, asking on the they called it the 10 years of the black tour which was the right. sumerian records like 10 year anniversary tour or some shit oh cool and uh it was the first tour back with danny and even though the like poster artwork used the black they were selling the black hard they used the black in the fucking tour name not a single song off the black was played because that's weird as much as Danny was like, it's fine, I'll play these songs. Ben was like, yeah, these songs were written about you, though, so it's probably best not to. Yeah, and, Danny had no issues. At yeah. All. It was not Danny's issue at all. It was Ben being like, yeah, bro, I don't, <laughs> I don't want you to sing this. And Danny was like, I don't care. So is this album like the weird one in discography where they don't really acknowledge it anymore? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That is actually really interesting. I, uh, I, but you know, honestly, just from a sonic perspective, like, I mean, like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like, literally take your pick. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's a heavy album, but like, yeah, I, I don't like it personally. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Dennis came in as like a Danny replacement, and Dennis had been a fan of asking for years, and you know, he just wanted to basically be 2009 Danny. He basically looked like 2009 Danny. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's kind of what I think that they, that's why they brought him in is because he did want to do that 2009 vibes again. But uh, yeah, it yeah. didn't really like, and the rest of the guys were older. They were in their like late 20s. And this guy was coming in being like young 20s. It just, it didn't really work that well, I don't think. And obviously, like, I, I prefer Danny and I didn't really like Dennis's vocals, but even the music, obviously, it's still the same, you know, other musicians that are in the band. I still didn't really like the actual music, music, you know. Yeah, his performance was fine. It just, yeah, it just doesn't work for me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, just, again, like, everything that was done previous is just a more confident version of this. And uh, to quote our good buddy, Ben, Ben Bruce, he stated that the album Black will feature influence of Guns N' Roses and Van Halen (laughs) 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 and influence such as Avenged Sevenfold and Slipknot. And like, dude, I like all of those bands, but holy fuck, don't give me that fucking stew. Like, literally, I also like peanut butters and 
peanut butters. I also like peanut butter tacos and anchovies, but don't put them in my fucking tacos. Yeah. You know, um, uh, this this album is the equivalent of a blind person making a sandwich. <laughs> There's shit on there. It resembles <laughs> it resembles an album, sure. When you bite into it, you're like, huh. These ingredients are fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> then you put it in the fridge and you forget about it and it grows mold. But hey, it was produced like by Joey Sturgis. <laughs> The album card, the album art's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll look it's cool on a t shirt, I guess. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. Look at that. So you got a big looming figure over top of a child. I don't like the look of the figure, though. It looks like they wanted to do a plague doctor, but like yeah. they didn't want to go all out on doing the plague doctor. So they're yeah, like, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like pussied out halfway through. Basically. Man, that's what happens when you do too much cocaine and alcohol. <laughs> you make shitty albums that. No, <laughs> your fans just despise. I don't know how much this says about like obviously Dennis left, disappeared, whatever the fuck he did. Yeah, that that's the thing. Dennis disappeared off the face of the earth one day. Oh, and really? uh, and that alive? was basically that was yeah, he's alive. Like he he oh, reappeared eventually with after his pe- with his own band, who's also signed to Sumerian for some fucking reason. Even though that's like, cool, he owed a bunch of people money. Uh, oh. after leaving asking because he took their money to do something with them. I don't remember what it was. That's like nice. Ben paid them all back. Yeah, Ben paid them all out of his, his pocket after this dude fucking stole a bunch of money and then wouldn't answer any calls from anyone. Yeah. Um, so nice. obviously they got back with Danny. The next album that we're not going into came out only a year and a bit later, like a year and a half later. Uh, so it was a pretty <laughs> quick turnaround in all fairness. Sorry, so I, I'm laughing because I'm looking at his other band called Down and Dirty on Wikipedia, and I translate it from Ukrainian to English, and it says years 2013 to no. To oh, no. No. Just no. Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, <laughs> that just that made me giggle. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's, it's interesting. I went and looked it up, and again, I don't know if it has much to do with Danny coming back, not wanting to, or not caring about playing these songs, but obviously Ben did, or if it came from anything else but uh they've not played any of these songs since 2016 so if you didn't see them touring with dennis for this album you didn't you don't get to see these songs which sucks if you like the songs but also sucks yeah, like i saw them quite a few times also in 2016 yeah i saw them three times with dennis yeah and hung out with them backstage but and stole his pizza se- yeah he seemed really weird though he gave me really weird vibes to be fair he was really young he was young. He was young. So was he was hopping into this like huge tour. Like he was yeah. touring all these countries that you know right. y- you probably only dream of visiting if you live in the fucking Ukraine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it's like nicer, easier to leave Russia as all Ukraine is. But yeah, he, he just gave me really weird vibes. He wasn't very friendly. But maybe speak because English? you know I, don't, I mean yeah, he must have spoke English. Uh, did you speak to him? I mean, I tried, but he didn't really talk. Maybe he doesn't speak English. <laughs> I mean, he must yeah. speak English. Ben doesn't speak any other bloody language. Maybe he speaks Arabic, but... <laughs> Maybe they both speak Arabic. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a cultural thing. I'm pretty sure Ukrainian people are known for just hogging all the pizza backstage. I'm pretty sure that's like a thing. Perfect. See, that's that was the issue. I was stealing his you pizza. You stole his pizza. And he was pissed off. At me. How fucking dare you? He's like, what a fucking bitch. <laughs> hey, hey, Bella, what, what brand of pizza was it? 
uh, I don't know. I just dug for the cheese. <laughs> I just dug That's around what? for the cheese. I did, like there was about 10 pizza boxes on top of each other. And I'm like, no, no, all me, all me. Ah, cheese, finally. <laughs> I was hoping it would be like Domino's or like a delicious. <laughs> I feel like it was just the brand next, next to the. I'm going to say, do, do you really think that they would shell out for Domino's when they could probably get cheap ass pizza like right next door? Yeah. It's probably on the Honestly, rider as well. I'm just going to throw this out here. If I was big enough to have a rider and I. Sp- and I fucking specify pizza. Yeah, you better get me like a good brand, or I'm gonna be fucking livid. Maybe that's why you're not touring. Bitch fit. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to fulfill my rider of like diet Pepsi and fucking a slice of pizza. All right, Bella, what was yeah. on what was on the rider list? Well, not not when I was there. I just okay. know from like back in the day. Cool. What was on their rider list? The, the weirdest thing on their rider list was a double ended dildo, twelve inches. No. Yep, and they got two uh, sex workers to fuck each other with it. I hate yep. that. <laughs> Good. Yep, I'm that's glad. the weirdest Good. thing that they have said that has been on their right. So, Marcus, what are your favorite songs? About this? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Same. The answer is Same. yes. Yeah, the answer is actually yeah. yeah fuck it, the whole album's great. Just listen to it. Who cares? There you go. We we needed it <laughs> once. Would you jog to it? No. <laughs> no. Are you fucking serious? Oh my god. I would anti-jog to this album. Is that just running backwards? Is that like sleeping? Yeah. No. <laughs> What's anti-jogging? It's like when you lay in your bed and you kick your feet around like a literal fucking baby. That's how I would listen to this album. I'm just staring at my ceiling, be like, no, make it stop. Were you listening to this it. when you fucked your car? Is that what happened? You actually just decided to slam it into a tree? <laughs> okay, I didn't crash into a tree. For those wondering, a ratchet restraint from a truck was blowing all over the highway, and it yeeted under my car. Yeet. And I believe I was listening. <laughs> I might have been listening to JPEG Mafia or something. I don't remember. Oh, there's your issue. I was listening to angry-ass hip-hop music. It, it, did, it did you favors. Um, yeah, so anyways, this album uh, makes me sad. Makes me not want to <laughs> run. <laughs> Do you have any favorite songs, Bella? No, really? I really don't. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I won't give it, in to all right, but I, I don't turn it on. Erin, she just did the meme, but in reverse. <laughs> we gave she you four said- chances to do the meme, and you just, you didn't do the meme. <laughs> Well, she did the meme. She said she doesn't have any favorite songs. She said, fuck it, I don't care. That's that's a valid that's answer. That is true. You've done that plenty of times. Aaron, how about you? What's your favorite track? Uh, I'm going to say Circled by Wolves because it's in front of me and has the lowest amount of streams. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I I don't even think I have one. Nice. That's what, And that's that's my point. It's like I think I just tried to convince myself I like this because it went back to the style of asking that I liked. Yeah. And I think it's just like I don't actually like this album because it's it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Yeah, it it doesn't have any direction. It doesn't give me an erection. It uh, sad times. It's a giant step backwards for Radio Rock Sensation Alex asking Alexandria. There but maybe a great step forward for Joey Sturgis, who produced this album as well, and probably got him a pay- nice paycheck. Oh, I. Bet he's laughing all the way. He's like, ah, ha, ha. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I forgot to point out, uh, yeah. just from like a 
purely, I guess, statistical standpoint. Uh, this album fucked them. Either that or is Danny leaving that fucked them? Because uh, they started touring for this album and outside of getting to play Warp Tour again, which, you know, let's be real, that's not really a huge step up. They played tiny fucking venues everywhere. Yep. Even in the UK, where obviously they're biggest. That's sad. Yeah. So that was a thing. Yeah, uh, the shows weren't even packed. Yeah, there. like not not sold out tiny venue shows. Yeah. So again, if you got to see them with Dennis, great. You probably got like the best experience with asking outside of not being able to hang out with Danny. But yeah. Danny I feel doesn't like, want to uh, touch you anyways. I feel like seeing this band during this specific lineup would have been like crying in a time machine. It was all right. It was fine because I saw them touring with Bullet for my Valentine. Okay. Uh, yeah, like okay every, band, everything yeah. was fine. They only really played like the singles, anyways. Yeah. And then they played a bunch of old songs, and you know you get to hear yeah. them correctly, which yeah. you will probably never do again. Yeah, and, actually, uh, now you mention yeah. it, that actually probably would have sold me. I would have rather seen that at a club than Ask Alexandria proper at a fucking arena. Yeah. yeah, it was all clubs that they played. In yeah, exactly. Year, so, yeah. Well, hey, that that's that then. That was a good chapter of my life. Um, I, I, I am not a quitter, however. I do implore us to finish this off, provided we don't get flamed too hard on the interbutts. There's only three uh, albums left. I do have one last question before we move on from asking, though. Yeah, let's hear it. Are there any j- albums or songs that you would jog to? Yeah, honestly, stuff off of Reckless and Relentless. I think, uh, yeah, I could probably jog to some of my favorite tracks off that one. Yeah. Cool. There you go. All right, what else are we talking about? Because that's that's that, and I don't want to keep bitching about the black. (laughs) We're going to talk about a new band. A new band. A band, a smaller band that some of you might not have heard of. Yes. Coming from the Americas. We got Deathcore Outfit called Casket Maker from Pennsylvania. You just call them Call of Casket Maker? No, I said Casket Maker, didn't I? Did I just fuck up? I don't know anymore. (laughs) There's a band called Casket Maker from Pennsylvania. They're a Deathcore outfit. They have an EP out called To Death, which has just been released very, very recently. I believe like a couple days ago at the time of this recording. Full disclosure, I actually, I know the guitar player, Brad Sorry, I just knocked my microphone. I know the guitar player Brad Forte because uh, I toured with this hardcore punk band called Inhalance. Um, and we met on multiple shows. We went to the Skatopia Festival together multiple times. I mingled with this guy and I have him on the inter on the internets. He joined this band and I was like, hey, I know this guy. And I listened to it. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I, I like this EP quite a bit. I think it's uh, pretty fucking cool. Do you like this Casket Maker EP? titled to death i like the album cover oh <laughs> uh no it, it was good um like getting into deathcore is really hard to me for me i don't know sure how, however it's pronounced properly um it was good uh it has some some really cool like hooks in the riffs and that kind of stuff uh like blackout every time it came on obviously like the opening track hooked me enough to want to listen more yeah that's a good track i like that one yeah a lot. um but 
it does fall off a bit from there. It's one of those things of just like you you can't put your strongest song at the beginning because it throws everything downhill. But uh, sure, sure. I, I, as a whole, it's a good album. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I What I like about this album, it's a really good example of if you want to make an album that's good, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes you just have to like make something that's kind of familiar, but really, really, really just competent and like well thought out and like focused. And yeah. this release is a very focused release, right? Like I feel like it, it's not particularly long. I believe it's only 20 some minutes, uh, six tracks, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, man, like every track I think is of similar quality for the most part. I agree that Blackout is definitely one of the stronger um tracks on it but i mean like yeah it's exactly what you think it is a straight balls to the walls deathcore a little bit on the breakdowny side but there's some blast beats and some more groovier riffs and it just you know has a nice flow to it everything just like works really well i uh had a good time with this one yeah it's kind of it exactly it's just like if you if you like blackout if you turn the album on you go i like this song you're gonna like the rest of the album yeah like, it, like you said you don't need to reinvent the wheel you don't need to go crazy you know what you're getting from the beginning and uh past that it's pretty much just go 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 really good performances just pretty solid production just a really tight package overall and um i'm very much looking forward to uh seeing what these guys do next you know i i think it's kind of apparent from all a lot of my indie picks i really go out of my way to try to pick like my cohorts projects i think it's so important to push the homies using your platform if you are able to do so and i think these guys are doing some pretty cool stuff and uh i'd love to see them play sometime but they live in the americas and you know the border's fucked so brad i hope to see you in the future alive and well at some uh, shitty club (laughs) we went on about it a lot last week um and before this episode you were uh talking about their merch you said they have good merch I actually do. I'm actually on their big cartel right now. They have some pretty cool stuff on here. They got like three different t-shirt designs. They got some pretty cool gym shorts. They got tank tops. They even got beer koozies if you're so inclined and even hats. Can you fucking believe it, Aaron? They have goddamn hats. What kind of hats? Um, I'm not really a hat guy. I don't know. It's called dad hat is the stuff. Oh, gross. <laughs> is, that, is that considered a baseball hat i don't know I don't really yeah basically sports. yeah it's basically okay. just a baseball hat do you guys have baseball in the uk not really no oh. like the the, the <laughs> concept of it exists but yeah yeah rounders <laughs> yeah but there are uh there, there are no professional teams or sports involving it there is ice hockey though really holy yeah. fuck <laughs> well else you guys so, know yeah. we got cricket it, yeah cricket yeah, yeah. Nice, uh nice. There you yeah, go. Before, I, before we go too far off the track yeah very competent very very straightforward deathcore album uh yeah man crazy artwork yeah really cool album cover by the way i mean if they had a flag i'd probably be a lot more inclined to buy a flag they do. i fuck off you weren't supposed to tell me that <laughs> it's also like a wide flag too it's actually like the flag so like the the cd is kind of like the reduced um sorry the image is kind of like cut in half it's actually like really cool looking Oh, fuck. So I got to decorate these walls. Um, it was also three by five feet. So there you go. I know. Bigger than me. To you. Yeah. 
Jesus. Anyway. Also has the little uh has the little thingies in the corner. Yeah. The gomlets, the grummets. <laughs> They're grummets. Good old the grummets. War snips in the corner. Yeah, there we go. Would would you anyways, jog to Casca Maker? Do you yeah, jog I to Casca Maker? I, I do. Yeah, I I, uh, I thoroughly do. I still jog the Telomere. That's a nice little callback to like six episodes ago. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Telomere's good. Well, anyways, um. Yeah, that was a week we had. There, there that was a lot a week. of good times. There was a lot of tears, a lot of smiles, a lot of laughs, a lot of hard feelings float around. The world's on fire, but my God, at least we have Afghan Alexandria to calm my anxious nerves. Yeah, that that one good album that they wrote that you that yeah, it's crazy that we only talked about one album and then and then Cash Maker this week. Wow, isn't isn't it funny that like I that's actually might be like a first time in deep dive history where i just said you know this discography not for me man it'll happen that's yeah. why i brought on somebody who actually cares <laughs> until we got to the black then we all just agreed Fuck this. <laughs> at least we all agreed on that one though eh? yeah, it's nice yeah it's nice when everyone gets together and we're all just you know just in agreement on bad albums i i think bad albums really do bring people together more than to tear people apart Except for that one person who's like, this is the greatest fucking album ever. Which no, that... I, I guarantee you in sharing this, we will find that one person who's like, the Black's the best fucking album ever. <laughs> Fuck you guys, you and your shitty takes. Well, okay, to be fair, there are 7 billion people on planet Earth. Statistically speaking, at least one person on God's green earth does regard the Black as their favorite album. Statistically speaking, they're wrong. Yeah, oh yeah, they're wrong, but you know, you know. But granted, so are people who say they like Cynic. So, Ouch. anyways, thank you for a, another listening. I don't know. I, I started this just to cut off Marcus, and I just completely fucked my words. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Deep Dive Discography. Uh, we talked about asking. We talked about Casket Maker. If you like some cool deathcore, go listen to them and their new EP to death. Uh, Marcus is a big simp for them. Speaking of simps, we brought on somebody who deals with a lot of simps. Thank you for joining us, Bella. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. And no, uh, the pleasure's yeah. all mine. It was it was awesome having you. Hopefully, we can do many more scene bands with you in the future. <laughs> yes, that's my scene is scene. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Find us on the social medias. We're on well, mostly Facebook and instagram i swear we do have twitter but marcus doesn't sign into it and neither do i yeah i don't really use twitter i uh i know we're on deezer that's pretty cool no we're not on deezer <laughs> i don't know i you keep asking i don't know i could figure it out but you never remind me we're on all the yeah, other i'm places. not really we're... too concerned about our deezer fan base <laughs> listen we're, wherever you're listening to this we are there right yeah right let's on deezer then you can just not well maybe I mean, it'd be really awkward if we kept shitting on Deezer and Deezer fans were like, yo, yeah. I'm, I'm here listening. Deezer yeah, fan. Our entire, our entire fan base actually is just on Deezer and I'm just like fucking it up. Yeah, that's possible. You know, I know I want to figure it out. Which means you have to end uh, well, this episode. Thanks for joining me again, Marcus. Uh, bye. I don't know who we're talking about next.